We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Breakdown with former Chiefs quarterback Matt Castle and FanDuel TV's Matt Hamilton. The best analysis on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense that's available for Chiefs Kingdom. This film-based show will educate, entertain, and inform you each week. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, let's go to Matt for the latest episode of The Breakdown. It's Super Bowl week here on KC Sports Network. I'm Matt Hamilton. That's Matt Castle. I'm here in Arizona already. Matt, I know you're making your trip out shortly. Can't wait for the Super Bowl. Chiefs taking on the Eagles. What's the vibe? What have, what have you been feeling this week, Matt, leading up to this game? Man, this is a tough one to predict, and everybody's going back and forth about certain matchups, this and the other, but these are the two best teams in football. you got the number one seed from the NFC. you got the number one team from the AFC. It's only a sixth time in NFL history where both number one seeds are playing in the Super Bowl. The two MVP candidates, the two front runners for it, Patrick Mahomes, who I think is going to win the, the actual trophy himself. But then you got Jalen Hurts, so you got two dynamic quarterbacks playing in this game. You've got great skill position players on both sides of the ball. You've got elite defenses. I mean, you've got everything you want in a Super Bowl matchup, and that's what makes this game so intriguing because you look at it and you're like, it's going to come down to a few plays here and there, but it's really hard to predict who you think has the edge in this game. It really is. And, you know, you look at that Eagles roster, it's so complete, but there are some questions there we'll dig into. Um, and then obviously you got Mahomes playing at the level that he's playing at with a, with another week wedged in between to rest that ankle. So uh, it's it's going to be a great one. I think we could be in for an all-time classic Super Bowl here. And uh, the buzz in Arizona already is, uh, it's building. Today was uh, was electric over on, on Radio Row. Uh, there's a lot of excitement around this game. And there's no shortage of storylines either. I mean, obviously, you have the Andy Reid Philly connection. You got the Kelsey brothers. You got the Sirianni, uh, you know, the whole Sirianni Andy Reid thing, which I think people have way, made way too much of. Uh, right. But it's there, former Chiefs assistant. So, um, yeah, no, no shortage of storylines here. But, uh, you know, you know what we like to do on this show is we like to we like to dig into the matchup a little bit. We like to dig into the tape and we haven't gotten a chance to do this yet. There was a lot of great stuff that the Chiefs put on tape in that AFC championship win. 
uh, especially, you know, as that game wore on and we saw the Chiefs receivers one by one kind of biting oh, the dust, um, and Mahomes figuring out a way to make it work. So let's dig into a little bit of it here, Matt, and go through a few of the key plays uh, from that big AFC championship win and spin it forward to uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, this is a huge, this is fourth down right here. What's interesting about this from a personnel standpoint is they don't have any running backs on the field. It's what we call 03 personnel. So they've got three tight ends on the field. They've got two wide receivers. And you can tell the Cincinnati Bengals are going to try to heat them up. They're, they're covered every one of those offensive linemen. They're also going to bring the Sam linebacker here or the Will linebacker at the bottom of the screen. So they're bringing six guys. They've got three. They've got four guys in coverage here. But this is a play that you've seen Kansas City run a bunch, right? They're going to run this sprint out play, try to capture the edge. You've got the short route up top by Juju Smith-Schuster, Smith who is a guy that's primary on this. But as you see this play and as he, he extends this play, as it runs, you're going to see Juju, you, know, you think maybe he's got an opportunity to throw him the ball for the first down, but Patrick Mahomes, he's got this comfort level and this chemistry with the, a guy named Travis Kelsey that he's like, you know what? I'm not going to take the easy throw. I kind of like how this thing is going to start to play out. He's got the corner route, but it's also Travis Kelsey, his tremendous feel that he has on these routes of understanding, hey, I got, I got a guy outside, and it's like Patrick Mahomes and him are always on the same page. And so he breaks off his route, and Patrick Mahomes delivers a strike for a huge touchdown in the second quarter. And and this is a it's absolutely unthinkable for every other quarterback. The way you were taught, I mean, Matt, if you didn't throw right. that ball, if this play was called and you didn't throw that ball to Juju, you're getting reaped. Right. Oh, I'm getting. Oh, yeah, I'm getting cussed out on the side. Like, what are you doing? You never bypass an open wide receiver. He's there. This is why we designed it. Just throw the ball to Juju. But it's Mahomes, and he does this time and time again. And this is a part of his game. And this is what this is what makes him special. This is what makes him unique. And uh, you know, to extend this play the way he does in the ball placement, as he said that. The, the trust, the chemistry to make this throw on fourth and one. It's just, it's mind boggling. It really is to, to attempt this on a fourth and one. I know it's fourth and one. You're trying to extend the drive. But uh, again, it's just, it's crazy because most quarterbacks, like you said, are going to go out, take that completion right now to Juju and move forward. But for whatever reason, I don't know if the defensive end kind of made him hesitate a little bit because he got into that vision. But then to go to Travis Kelsey and understand through his body language and him turning back and looking at him to where he needs to put that ball. I mean, this is unbelievable ball placement, not trying to throw it up over the top on the corner just because they called corner, but also also both those guys being on the same page and adjusting the route, breaking it off, and also Patrick Mahomes seeing him do that 20 yards down the field and delivering the ball where it needs to be to have that touchdown. It really is a phenomenal. It's a phenomenal play. It was. It was such a critical moment in this game. This, if the Bengals make that stop there, this is a totally different ball game. And uh, this was just such a key moment, and and just another example of just how special this connection is. And I, I'm glad we get the chance to to appreciate it as it's happening here, as it's unfolding before us, because this is a special connect, uh, connection as I think we've ever seen in this league, and uh, it just only continues to grow week by week. Uh, but let's let's keep it moving forward here. Let's go to our next play. Um, another big moment in this game, uh, Matt. What did you what did you see here? This is the 
after all those injuries are happening at wide receiver, the Chiefs had to do a lot of shifting around of personnel. And Marquez Valdez scaling ends up becoming a feature down the stretch. What what stood out to you on this one? Right. Again, because of their personnel issues at the wide receiver position, they're in 13 personnel in this instance. You got Jody Fortson up there at the top playing wide receiver. He's going to blow the top off the coverage and run that post route, which you, it's great to have tight ends that have the ability to go and run wide receiver routes. And so right here, they're going to go play action. You've got NBS coming in the backfield and really kind of just running a motion, but then he's going to come out and kind of run that swing and create that flare control. So they're trying to take a shot down the field. Travis Kelsey's down here in a cut split. He's going to run up and run that deep curl. So off the play fake, you've got Patrick Mahomes coming, looking for Travis Kelsey on that deep curl because I think he's already eliminated Jody up top. And then from there, you've got two guys coming out in his vision underneath with the running back and Noah Gray. So he can look at that and say he can always dump that off. But this is the beauty of it. I think he doesn't love it for whatever reason to go to Travis Kelsey because I do think that there's a window right there. He goes off, but he works through his progression, gets back to NVS, who they left all alone out there as that check down. And he takes off and uses his speed and his athleticism to go make a big gain on this play. Yeah, and, and you're right. I think there was a window there for Kelsey, but but again, the patience for Mahomes, especially you know dealing with that ankle, knowing he's not as mobile, to still be patient in that pocket, that was a critical thing in this game as it progressed as well. Um, and you know, obviously, I think we'll we'll see a healthier version of Mahomes, but it it, it doesn't seem like he'll be fully a hundred percent either. So to see that he can sit in that pocket. You take that weapon away. I mean, his mobility, we've talked about it all year. It's been such a huge part of his game. I feel like this year at times more than others, like that Titans game, as we saw when he just kind of took over with his legs uh, down the stretch. Um, but even taking that away, his ability to be so effective, I mean, he can just beat you in so many different ways. And that was really underscored uh, with plays like this. Right, and that's the big part about going into that game. You, everybody was so concerned about his mobility and his inability to really create and get outside the pocket when he needed to. I thought the offensive line, for the most part, did a tremendous job in this game of protecting him, particularly in the interior part of that offensive line. And then you just look at him and you say, this is the most complete quarterback in the NFL. The way he went through his progressions, the way in which he got to really his fourth read out here on the check down, of just being patient, not 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 feeling that he had a throw to Travis Kelsey for whatever reason, but then going through his progression, getting to the right guy in space, getting to his playmaker, and allowing him to go make that play. That was very evident in this game throughout. Yeah, and it's a great point. The offensive line deserves a ton of credit in this game. I thought they were they were phenomenal in protection, and it's against guys uh, Sam Hubbard and and Trey Hendrickson have gotten after Mahomes a lot over these last couple of years. Even Hendrickson going back to the Saints, that game in 2020 that got that got pretty testy. Um he was right. up with Wiley. He he hit Mahomes five times in that game. Um and they kept him totally under control. So uh huge credit to that offensive line for buying time. Because yeah, knowing that Mahomes wasn't going to be as mobile as he typically is, it was it was especially critical. And they they stepped up and had as good a game as they've had all year as far as uh pass protection. And that was the biggest part of that game to me is like those guys knew that they had to give a little extra effort. They they always try to protect your quarterback, but they understood what was at stake and also the fact that their quarterback, their leader, the guy that they depend on, 
needed that in this game, and they rose to the occasion, and that was huge for this offensive line and this offensive unit, including Patrick Mahomes, to have that extra protection so he could go out and operate in the confines of the pocket. And even though he was confined to the pocket way more often than we saw, we still saw some mobility when he really needed it, and this last play uh, is the perfect example of that, the biggest touchdown in, in this game. Walk us through what you saw here, Matt. This is huge, and the impressive part about this is the Bengals are playing a bracket coverage. You see the strong safety up top. He's got his eyes on Travis Kelsey, so they're trying to create a double. Now he goes outside on the go route, and you'll see him start start to move that way. And then as you see it, there's a switch release down here between MVS and Sky Moore. Sky Moore's running that crossing route over the middle, and then you got MVS running the post route on the outside. But as it starts to, to go – the great part about Patrick Mahomes also is his mind, his ability to understand what the defense is doing. So he looks to his left. He gets back into his progression to Sky Moore, recognizes the double because Jesse Bates comes down here, vacates the middle of the field because he's doubling Sky Moore, and finds his single matchup. That is a huge part of this play. When you have bracket coverage, which you know is two guys are getting double teamed, and then you've got singles everywhere else, but you've got to find that single. And in this case, it was a tremendous job by him of finding the matchup with MVS one-on-one and then being able to move in the pocket and deliver this ball for a huge go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and the way he's able to throw this ball, again, off balance. Off- right. There's nobody that does it better. There's nobody there. Right, right here is a great picture of it. When he feels the pressure, he slides to his right, steps up, throws off platform, and rips a ball in there for a huge touchdown. I mean – that's special right there. That's really, you look at this, how he's throwing this, like driving off his left foot. Um, it's just so difficult. And the window is so definitely. tight. <laughs> and the ability to sneak that ball in. And, and we talked about it too. You know, MVS, you don't, it, when you watch this on TV and you watch the replays, you don't appreciate the job MVS does of getting himself open here too. Um, and you can really see it from this from this all twenty two sideline view. Um, you know that little stem and the way he's able to create some space, get it, get into space, get that separation from Mike Hilton, and give Mahomes just enough of a window to fit this ball in. It's a tremendous job from him as well. It's a great job. I mean, and because the biggest part on that post route is you've got to cross face, and he didn't give anything away on his route. He straight stemmed at him, and what that does is it allows you to run either the out route or the post route when you straight stem at him from that release that release point. So when he does that, he's able to square his shoulders and then break underneath him and create separation at that point to give Patrick Mahomes a window to throw this ball. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Just beautifully executed. Mm. And, uh, just... The Chiefs, with uh, you know, with all the injuries that unfolded during this game, they find a way to get it done. And you know, those injuries are still going to be a little bit of a concern here as we shift our focus to the Super Bowl. Obviously, Hardman already placed on IR; he's out. Juju and Kadarius Tony. It looks like they're both going to be. They're both going to give it a go, but they're still working through some things as well. So, uh, when you look at what's going on with this receiving core, does it concern you at all? It does concern me because, again, in the biggest game of the year against a defense like that, you'd love to have all your weapons at your disposal. A playmaker like Kadarius Tony can't be understated because what he does for this offense is not just the jet sweeps, but it's also the passing game and just getting the ball in his hands. Juju Smith-Schuster behind Travis Kelsey was targeted second most on this team. He's a reliable asset to this team, and he's also a guy that can create and if they want to try to take away Travis Kelsey and double-team him, well, do you want all those guys out there to be able to get your playmakers out there and make plays? So it would be it would be upsetting if you didn't have all your guys at your disposal in this particular game against this defense who's so talented. And I should mention as well, Justin Watson missed that AFC Championship game. He will be right. back for, for certain. So we've seen him step up and make some big plays throughout this year as well. So that, that'll be significant. And then obviously – you know, you still have the Kelsey factor, um, but it can't all be on him. Some of these other guys are going to need to step up like we saw MVS do against the Bengals. They're going to need some of those type of efforts. Um, and especially against, you know, this is an Eagles defense that, that's that been pretty dominant all year. They're, they're, they have guys at every single level who are stars, whether you look at that front with the way Hassan Reddick has played this season. Mm. He's been unblockable throughout this postseason. Uh, Darius Slay and and the additions they made in that secondary as well with James Bradbury, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson. That's this is as good a secondary I think as as Mahomes has seen all year. Yeah, and and it works hand in hand because they work in unison with that front. The front can create tremendous pressure, and that allows that back end who are ball hawking type corners to be more aggressive, right? To jump routes, to go after and take more risk because they know that eventually those guys are going to get home. So. It's it's such an interesting game because it, I think it starts up front. It's the trench warfare that's going to take place between the Kansas City Chiefs and this dominant defensive line that they have. Interior-wise, I'd say Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, those guys have been outstanding all year. But the matchups on the outside with Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley against Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat, that's where you're going to have your eyes because that is an area of concern, particularly Andrew Wiley, how they help protect him against some of those guys. Because the one thing about the – 
Eagles is they like to rush five. They like to create one-on-one matchups, and they also have versatility and depth. So it's going to continue to come throughout the course of a game. And then at the same time, making sure that you protect Patrick Mahomes, but then winning those routes on the outside against a very good secondary. Yeah, and uh, we've we've seen how quickly they can wreck a game up front with with what the Eagles are able to do. And and you're right, the depth is is just remarkable. They they just have waves of guys that they're able to rotate in and throw at you. So it's going to be a challenge for sure. And on the other side of the ball, uh, the, I mean, we've seen the Eagles kind of just cakewalk their way through this postseason. They just uh, they were far superior from a talent perspective to what the Giants were able to put out there, and they ran away with that game early. And then once Brock Purdy went out early on against the Niners, that that game was over. Yeah, that game was over. So, so we haven't seen Jalen Hurts. It hasn't really been talked about a ton because the Eagles have won both those games so easily, and they were just able to lean on that ground game and that phenomenal offensive line and just pound teams into submission. But Jalen, I mean, Jalen Hurts has admitted it that his shoulder doesn't feel 100, percent and it hasn't looked like it in that Niners game. He was missing some throws that were pretty routine and even some of the throws he completed they just the ball placement wasn't perfect it wasn't um it wasn't the way he was throwing the ball when he built up that mvp resume early in the season did you see it the same way i did i thought he had an off day and really since he's come back from injury he hasn't looked completely like himself from the earlier version before the actual injury took place and that that'll be something to keep an eye on and then but part of this eagles offenses when you're going up against them it starts with that rpo game and and the way in which they run the football and they do it by committee with miles sanders and bart scott and kenneth Gaineswell, who's really emerged as a guy that's a go-to guy too and then you've got jalen hurts and we know what he can do with the ball in his hands from a running standpoint and so that's where it starts for the Kansas City Chiefs defense, this defensive line. Willie Gay, Nick Bolton's got to be heavily involved. And you saw it come up against the 49ers. You know, they they have a great with Greenwall, I mean, uh Greenlaw, excuse me, and Fred Yeah, Green Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Those are two of the best linebacker combinations in the NFL. But you even saw them out of sorts a little bit with the RPO game because it makes them that much more hesitant. They can't quick flow over the top and they have to be, they have that eye discipline, but the threat of Jalen Hurts running held them off to where Miles Sanders had that huge, you know, run and walk in touchdown because they were just that far behind. And that's what this offense does to you. We know that they have weapons, but they had the third most rushing attempts in the league this year. Whereas in terms of passing attempts, they ranked 23rd. So they rely more on the run than they do on the pass, and that's where it starts for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and it, it, it's all that because if they can't control that run game, it's going to be the same old story where Jalen may not have to do as much with his arm. I think that's where you have to get this game to a place where it is going to depend on Jalen Hurts' arm, and and we've seen him beat teams uh, with his ability to throw the football this year, but I think, as, as we talked about, with the place that his shoulder is in right now, you want to test it as much as you possibly can. And I take my chances. It's pick your poison with this Eagles team. And I'm taking my chances. I know AJ Brown's fantastic. Devontae Smith has been incredible all year. But but you got to take your chances with this passing game, right? Because if you if you get into a situation where they're able to run the ball, it's it's gonna be tough to win. 
Yeah, and the other part about that is if they're able to run the ball and eat up clock and do all those things, well, now you're keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. And so it starts with the run game. And as you said, being successful against the run game on early downs and distances sets up those third and long situations, which is always an advantage for this defense, especially the way Spags goes out there and he dials up different blitz schemes and different coverages and the disguise that takes place. It's a tough defense to go up and they challenge you from a schematic standpoint week in and week out. But that's the part that they've got to win first and second down and don't let it be a slow bleed where they're able to beat up clock you know continue to run the football at five yards a pop set themselves up in manageable third down situations and move and matriculate the ball down the field rather let's be really good against the runner on early downs and distance and make them beat us with the pass in those type of long distance situations absolutely and i think this is going to need this is going to have to be another big chris jones game like we saw oh, in the AFC so. Championship. Because those tackles for the Eagles are brutal. I mean, Lane Johnson, the way that he dominated Nick Bosa in that game, the only plays Bosa made are when they left him unblocked uh, as the read player on some of those read options and, and RPOs. Uh, right. And he's just such a freak athlete. He was able to make some plays there. But when it came to straight pass rushing, Lane Johnson just stonewalled him play after play after play. Uh, but I think some of those guys on the interior, the, the guards are a little bit more susceptible. Uh, and if Chris Jones plays at the level he played at against the Bengals, he's going to have an opportunity to wreck shop a little bit. I mean, Chris Jones is the most dominant defensive lineman other than maybe Aaron Donald in our game. And there's a case to be made either way because there's nobody that had more double teams at the defensive tackle position than Chris Jones this year. 15 and a half sacks. He had racked up two last week against Burrow. The guy is just an absolute machine out there. And so he it's going to really be important for him to try to take over this game because whether you double him or whether you single him, he has that ability to go over and take over a game in the interior part of the defense. And that's where they have to win and he's going to be a big, big part of that for them come Sunday. Yeah, and it was cool. By the way, I was, I was writing something up uh, with Kay a, a few weeks ago on Chris Jones, and and I, I stumbled across something, and I dug into it and looked it up, and it really, he's the only interior defensive lineman in NFL history to have multiple 15-plus sack seasons in his career. Uh, Aaron Donald has not even done that, so... Um, you know, I love that you bring that up because I feel like he has gotten kind of overlooked over the years because Donald is so spectacular. But he's building all to me. He's building a Hall of Fame resume of his own, and I hope it doesn't get overshadowed just because he happens to be in the league at the same time as as a generational talent like Aaron Donald. Oh, he is a generational talent. Now he might not have all the commercials, and there might not be LA and all the stuff that goes and works toward promoting Aaron Donald and Aaron Donald I'm not taking anything away from him he's an absolute beast as well but Chris Jones is in that conversation there's no doubt about it the productivity that he's had the consistency year in and year out he is a dominant player and every time you turn on that film as an opposing offense you're saying the first guy they circle on that defense is Chris Jones he's like if we don't handle this guy he will wreck the game and that's what we call the game wreckers all the time but Chris Jones is a game record and it's not like he's a guy either that takes plays off. It's relentless throughout the course of the game, and he's absolutely going to be a Hall of Famer once it's done, if he can continue this and make sure that, you know, injury and all those different stuff. But the way in which his career has gone up to this point, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that he'll be there someday. And he's going to have a chance to put a big stamp on that on Sunday. If he can, yeah. if he can have a big day and, and wreck shop in that Eagles backfield. 
uh, that'll be that'll be the perfect pin in that in that argument. But uh, it's time that it's prediction time. All year has led up to this. We've been building up to this point. It's been a fun ride with you. Uh, I've enjoyed doing the show with you so much this year. Um, yeah, this has been amazing. How do you? It really has been. It's been it's been so good. I hope we can keep it going, rolling going forward. But um, as you look at this matchup, how do you see things playing out? What's your your prediction and your score? Yeah, you know, it's always interesting in these games because Super Bowl, you get in there and there's so much emotion and so much energy. And so it'll be interesting to see how those first few quarters, but because of the experience of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, the, the, that just combination, how successful it is. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes, but I do think it's going to be a close game. I believe it's going to be a 24-20 Kansas City Chiefs victory. They bring home their second Super Bowl in a matter of four years. I'm with you. I see it being tight, but but I have to lead on the the Chiefs' experience there and the way that Mahomes has been playing all year long. I think Chiefs twenty seven twenty four. I love it. And I'll yeah, be up with W. I just hope it's going to be a great game here because I, I have this feeling that it's going to be one of those epic games that's going to go down as one of the best Super Bowls ever. It's got the makings of that, doesn't it? But at the same time, you never know. It's going to be great though. It really does. I mean, you have so many stars on the field on both sides. And uh, as you said, both of the, the the teams that were the best team in each conference all year long. Um, so right. it just has all those makings of a heavyweight battle. And uh, I can't wait. Uh, you know, we're almost there. That extra week is always a killer, that Pro Bowl week that we have to wait for. But uh, it's right around the corner. The excitement's building. And uh, we'll be right back here next week to break it all down, win or lose. We'll dig into it for you, have all the ins and outs. We'll go through the tape. And, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys coming along for the ride with us all season long and uh, and tuning in. So thank you so much. Uh, good luck to you, Chiefs fans. And, um, yeah, let's, let's, let's uh, get it on. Let's get it on. Let's go get it. Let's go get that uh, second Lombardi for Patrick Mahomes. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.